going on everybody this is brett from over here at sts and welcome to another episode of the struggle to sovereignty podcast before we jump into the episode today i wanted to talk a little bit about our guest and give you guys some more information about him so we have a little introduction to know about him before we hop into our conversation um first and foremost this individual is passionate this individual is a leader this individual is a follower, a speaker, a mentor, and also a friend. Um, he had a weight loss journey that started around six years ago. And not only was it just a weight loss journey, but it was a mental and physical journey to become the best man that he possibly could be. It wasn't until one day around after high school and athletics ended and, you know, he kind of looked at himself and he was seeing about what he wanted to do. And it really didn't hit him until one day he went to the doctor's and went to the doctor's office and they were like, Hey man, you, your blood pressure is really high. And he was like, Oh, okay, whatever. And then he actually started understanding what that meant as he got through, um, some more testing and more deliberation on that. And they honestly were saying, man, you're close to pre-diabetic. Um, it was a mental and physical journey. And he realized that his mission needed to be started. And his love and passion for being active was something that he just completely needed in his life. And it was something that he strived for each and every day. So six years ago, he decided to take a journey to better himself. And what a journey has it been for him, man. Um, You know, he found that he was most at home pushing himself to the limit. He started researching and finding out more about body movements and how he can appropriate these movements and how he could find himself to be the healthiest individual that he possibly could be. CrossFit was kind of the name of the game for him. It was where his competitive spirit came from. He was an athlete before, but he needed that competitive drive, that motivation, and that will to be better than the next man beside you in order to facilitate this journey and it helped him learn about balance. It helped him learn about, you know, we have all of these things that go on in our life, but the best thing that we can do in order to accomplish everything that's coming at us is to balance them. And it's amazing to have a passionate and forthright manner of attacking things and going about your daily life. But at the same time, that balance is key. It helped him being diverse and handling so many things that were coming at him, and it made him somewhat of a jack-of-all-trades. And as we had a conversation earlier in our somewhat of our pre-interview, we just really just dove into who he was as a person and what his values and the type of man that he wanted to be for his wife was. And the more we got to talk and the more I knew I needed to bring him on the podcast so we could share his story. So, guys... Without further ado, so you can stop hearing me talk, at least for a little bit, we are joined by the one and only Jackson Ski. Now, guys, I am joined by Jackson Ski. How you doing today, man? Doing good, man. Doing good. Doing good. Yeah, man. You just, uh, you were telling me you just got a job offer? Yeah, yeah. It was, well, the, the job offer came in about early, early uh, this week, and um, I just, me and my wife were talking about it really good really big opportunity for us in our future so yeah where it's uh, it's a good day that's good awesome another week yeah absolutely man so um what kind of got you into that what um what kind of happened to get you that offer and what crazy story i'm, I'm yeah. glad you brought it up because um it's it's been since february 
that this uh, this whole position has been coming up. Mm. Um, this company went through a really big brand change uh, in the early part of 20, 2020, trying to kind of get into a, a different market niche. And uh, that's how I kind of, they caught my eye. And from there, just LinkedIn, uh, talking to people who are already with the company, their culture was amazing, like a really big team atmosphere, still kind of small. And um, so one thing led to another, they would, I mean, I got in touch with a, a person in HR and she said, I think we have some uh, big sales positions, positions opening up soon. And I, yeah, I said, just continue that conversation with them, even though there wasn't anything at the moment, yeah. just making sure I stayed in contact, you know, just being friendly, staying, uh, staying in contact with them, keeping up with the company. And lo and behold, I think uh, about two or three weeks ago, they, they had interviews for the sales position and, and they reached out to me. And it was an awesome blessing that it, it went just like that. I think just my being able to keep up my presence with them, my personal relationship with them, just like standing in touch with them. They already knew the person I was. Mm. And I mean, it, it made the decision really easy for me, made the decision really easy for them. And man, it, it, it worked out in, in amazing ways. So I know, I know God was looking out for us on that. Yeah, man. I mean, holistically too. I mean, that, that's, that's so important for individuals and young men, women like ourselves, man, especially going into the job market. It, that's crucial for us to know about. It's follow-up, it's, it's consistency and realizing that the people that you're talking to, they're not just a representative of the company, they're a person. And if, if, if you appreciate their time, you appreciate their efforts and you do the same and you take care of them, man, it, good things happen. Good things it's, happen, man. Honestly, following up and just making sure you stay in contact with them is one of the, the biggest things I could possibly recommend to anybody. I mean, still, I just graduated in May um, and so coming out of school into a pandemic economy, trying to find your first career, yeah. not the easiest thing to do. Um, and I mean, I realized that, but didn't realize it was going to take this long. But like you said, in everything we do, we want to stay determined. We want to stay, you know, keep hitting that nail. Mm. And sooner or later, it'll, it'll find its spot. So that's, that's what happened for me. And I couldn't be more grateful. 100%, man. I mean, it's that determination and effort. So, Jackson, um, let's talk real quick about you, man. Um, obviously, you know, that's super exciting. Got that job and you kind of landed it after graduation. We both graduated around the same time. Um, let's talk a little bit about yourself and what you wanted to do, what your plan is, kind of what the mission statement of Jackson is, right? Yeah, I love that. Uh, I think we all should have some type of mission statement, uh, even though just like a company, like it's going to change from time to time but I'm sure that goal will always stay pretty consistent so long as we label that out for ourselves. Um, my goal has always been to help others, uh, push, pushing other people to help their goal um, because if I won't be able to reach my goals if I'm not helping others do, do that for themselves. Uh, because I, I won't be able to you know, sit back, give advice or uh, – or answer this, these people's questions if I'm not doing the same thing myself. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I wouldn't be able to, in good, in good faith, in good spirits, give them advice when I'm not practicing that own advice. So uh, number one mission statement, man, is to live, live the same picture you want to uh, for others that uh, whatever their goal may be, I want to do the same thing for them. So 
hundred percent, man. Yeah, that's, that's crucial. I mean, that's, that's the foundation of what STS is. It's, you know, we're, right. we're a community before anything. Like people ask, it's like, Oh, how's the podcast doing? And I'll correct them not to be an asshole, but just to be like, no, our community, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's very different. There's two very different things. A podcast is what we're doing right now, but a community is everything else that encompasses STS. So yeah. um, that, that's awesome, man. That's, that's incredible. And I, really? I think it's, I, I think it's I think it's crucial, especially for men our age to understand that um, we live in a society to where it's like, take care of your own ass, only do stuff for yourself, like make sure you're better before, you know, it, that's great and good and everything. And I completely agree with individualism and making sure that yourself is healthy and that you're that you're, you know, your your constraints are there whenever you're having to set down guidelines for what you can do and what you're able to accomplish. But at the other side of things, we wouldn't have this world without people, man. And if, if we aren't able to help each other, right, then, then what are, what are we doing? Like, it's only going to take you so far. Right. Like I, I applaud those, those guys and those women who have like maybe had a tough path and they've kind of understood uh, where they can take, take up their own mm-hmm. and, you know, they don't, they might not need anyone to help them out. And that's, that's awesome. That may be a, a fantastic starting point to really grow strong uh, mentally and physically, but you know, sooner or later down the road, you're going to meet some situations, meet some obstacles that you literally have no idea uh, how to how to overcome them. And that's where you should be able to lean on that circle, lean on those people you know you can go to straight away, and uh, that you know they're going to be like helping you at a drop of a drop of a pin. So, yeah. yeah, it's it's a good thing to be individualistic, but at the same time, man, you always got to be a team player. Yeah. It's a big, big community. hundred percent. You know, you talked a little bit about your team player aspect and that's kind of a driver for you. Um, I know that probably kind of links back to the athletic realm and also to the, like the human performance realm that you've been a part of now for a little while. So I wanted you to share your story about, you know, kind of where that fell into play um, where, you know, athletics obviously was big in your younger life. And then you kind of transitioned into this role after this whole six year journey that you've been on. So, um, touch on a little bit about that journey thus far and kind of finding a little bit more about yourself and how working as a team and working with people has helped you accomplish your goals. Yeah. So like you mentioned sports and I'm sure a lot of people in this community could probably relate, you know, that's, that's all I've ever known since I was a kid, you know, whatever sport it may be, whether it was football, basketball, soccer, swimming, triathlons, whatever it was like my parents, my siblings, we were always out doing something. Um, so that, that carried on into middle school and high school where I kind of focused in on more of a, more of a team uh, aspect of sports. I tried to do the, the individual sports like wrestling and uh, so a little bit of golf, a little bit of swimming. Uh, but those really, that's not really where I felt like uh, – it, w- it wasn't really felt like at home. Yeah. Uh, whenever I was on a team with baseball or football – wherever I could do my job and help other, my other teammates do their, their job, dude, it felt, it felt amazing to be that type of a leader on a team. And I knew, I know that's like where I've really gotten my foundation of being a a team leader now uh, going into a full-time career. Uh, So I'm super grateful for that. And, but that has to end sometime. Uh, I know everybody, everybody loves their sports. Everybody loves playing their sports, but uh, you could be high school athlete, professional athlete. Sometimes it's going to come to an end. Um, so then I found uh, the CrossFit community uh, where like it's in, it's in the name of CrossFit. Isn't just like a way to work out. 
it is literally one of the most exciting, friendly, and welcoming communities I've ever been a part of. Uh, so being able to meet coaches, um, other members, you know, people who are you know, 60 years old, people who are in high school, um, just all over the place, all focused on one thing, which is, you know, pushing themselves physically, mentally, just trying to get better and be coachable. Mm. Um, that's another thing, you know, I, I felt in, in CrossFit and uh, exercise was uh, you have a coach there with you every, every time, every day you're at the gym, there's a coach there, you know, coaching you on form, what the workout Metcons are supposed to be. Um, so even though I might feel like I could do something better than the coach, uh, I know that coach has a lot of pointers that could help me out, uh, might give me that little bit of edge. So that can go back to sports. You know, you can't be a good team player if you're not coachable. 100%. Um, so, so those, those things really kind of correlate where, where my foundation was, my, where my foundation began was in sports. And still today, I still love that competitive edge and having those like teachable, coachable moments and still playing in a community, which could be my, considered my team now. Yeah, 100%. You know, I mean, being a part of a team is everything. I mean, you're going to find it everywhere in your life. You're going to have other individuals wrapped up, if that's business, if that's relationships, if that's uh, your religion. I mean, whatever yeah. it ends up being, there's always going to be other people there. Mm -hmm. um, you're going to have to be in contact with other people. So you got to learn. That is such a crucial asset to have in your tool belt is to be a team player and to learn from others and to work with others, you know. Um, and, and it's something that you don't find now, which is weird. Yep. Um, like you just said, that – that individualistic traits where people, you know, feel like they can do it themselves. I like that you mentioned relationships. Yeah. Dude, I mean, what is it? 50% chance of divorce right now. Yep. Like people, people feel like they can do these things. People feel like they can be a team and they realize they didn't even have that foundation to begin with. Yep. They've never really been a part of a, a strong uh, and being able to get together part, type of team. Mm. And, and, you know, these, these new marriages, I mean, I'm, I'm still fresh out. Uh, me and my wife got, got married about three months ago now. Uh, so, of course, I'm, I'm giving, sitting here giving young advice. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's the fact – the numbers are there. I mean, 50% yeah. chance of divorce, and it could be, could be a long-time marriage, could be really short. Um, but, yeah, if, like you mentioned, relationships should be treated just like a team because it's a, it's a team for your life. Yep. So yeah, you can't you can't come into this world thinking it's just going to be you the whole time. So right, uh, super important. Yeah, I mean, and it's something uh, you know I always think back to, especially with the team and like just looking back at my relationships with people and realizing um, realizing where the shortfalls and the downfalls were. Um, I think as an athlete, it helps you conceptualize that team mentality a little bit better than other individuals. Um, and here's why. I will never forget the times that I have lost a close football game that we should have won that I was sitting in the locker room after tears were streaming down my face. There were people pissed off slamming locker that moment replay. Right. And same thing with you. Like that moment replays in your mind over and over and over again. But then it was Monday, right? The Monday after it's watching that film after looking at everything, everybody did wrong. What are you doing there? Why aren't you running the ball? I mean, there's all of those aspects that come to it. And yeah, it's simplistic in sports nature. Like it's, it sounds simple whenever you relate it to sports, but whenever you relate that to life, it's accountability, it's structure it's, it's being able to take care of the person beside you. Mm -hmm. It's allowing for yourself not to 
not to get caught up in emotion, but really look at things logically and plan and strategize. I mean, all of that comes into account and it even comes into account with relationships. Just like you yeah. said, 50%. All, the, all those things you just said yeah. can fall into the same category as, you know, personal relationships, you know, like uh, whether it be your girlfriend, boyfriend, or spouse, or just regular, like, co-workers right. or personal friends like you you can't just it can't it's not a one-way street like you're you're gonna if you want that person to be there for you all the time you want to be able to give them a call at midnight like with problems or uh just advice you should absolutely be there for that other person um so right. yeah that's that all those things can absolutely fall right back into any type of relationship and you know i think that's one of the advantages of sports and team sports especially mm. uh, that's going to be one of my my biggest things from for the rest of my life yep. is, you know kids started in team sports as soon as possible uh, you know one it's gonna create friendships could last a lifetime i'm still buddies with boys i played middle school ball with i mean right. they're my best friends and then like you mentioned all those factors like they're learning that before they're even in middle school and those are lifelong lifelong teachings hmm. and a lot of people aren't getting that right now and it could could you could make an argument that that's that's affecting what's going on in our world right now people don't want to listen to each other people don't want to respect each other um so yeah that's i mean super simple because sports i mean that's just one thing a part of you know a fraction of this world's pop the population um but it's so so important the uh the teachings that come out of it right uh, yeah into life as we know it right no I, I couldn't agree more man jackson let me ask you a little bit about so you you know even even touching into sports there there's that there's that asset of tenacity right um and you have to be tenacious in nature for whatever you wanted to achieve right so we go back six years ago you're at the doctor's office you find out some news and you know we're there and you know there was this point where there had to be this tenacious nature in order to improve yourself. Mm -hmm. So let's talk a little bit about that journey and where, where that led you, what it values it taught you, how it happened, what kind of just kind of detail a little bit about that journey thus far and where you look to go with it. Yeah, man, absolutely. It's, it's, I'm so thankful for it that it's happened because that's been, uh, that was the start of my journey and it will it's going to take me to where the, wherever the end of my life may go um, because I love the life I'm living right now. So for, for everybody that's listening that, um, that doesn't know, uh, what Brett was just talking about is whenever I, I was a senior in high school, just finished up my last year of football, um, I played center and a little bit of defensive line. So offensive line, defensive line. Uh, if you know anything about football, you need to be a little big. You need to be a little chunky. Uh, mm -hmm. So – powerful, can't, can't be moved really easily. Uh, so I was weighing about 260. <clears throat> so I'm about 5'8", five, 5'9", five, 260 pounds, uh, not a great body mass index. And uh, at that point, um, wasn't really thinking about it too much. Uh, but of course, one day, I think it was early, early 2016, I, I went to a doctor's office for a simple physical, and uh, they were talking about how high my blood pressure has been. Uh, so they, they asked me to go to a specialist and the specialist told me like, Jackson, we could easily, we could easily diagnose you as pre-diabetes right now because of where your body's at, where your blood pressure's at, where your, where your blood tests are, are currently sitting. 
And, you know, that's a kick in the face. Uh, yeah. Pre-diabetes, diabetes, some people have been born with it. Some people, uh, like, my, like myself, fall into it unknowingly, and it affects you for the rest of your life. So from that point on, um, and well, we'll even, even in high school, I was consistently working out. I love sports. I knew working out and uh, lifting weights was key to performance. Um, but cardio wasn't really up in my headspace at all. So, you know, lifting weights, uh, trying to gain muscle mass, that can put a real strain on your heart uh, without – I was putting a lot of strain on my body, a lot of strain on muscles, uh, but I wasn't really uh, strengthening my heart at all. Like physically, my heart couldn't keep up with uh, how much body there was to fuel, was to pump blood to. So from that point on, uh, I just asked the doctor, what, what do I do? Uh, because, I mean, that's the best person to ask. Yeah. And Said, you know, cardio, like you, you're clearly, you like to exercise. You like to lift weights. You're just missing a really, really important part of that. Um, and that's, that's all it took. That's all it took to scare me. Uh, and uh, from that point on, I think that summer I was running about two, about one and a half to two miles a day. Um, wasn't really eating right. I was like, cause it scared me a little too much. Uh, I, it was, it was at the very beginning, I was eating like a chicken breast, broccoli for lunch and dinner, and like fasting in the morning. Extremely unhealthy. Like it was probably a good reason of why I was having such bad headaches and uh, just wasn't feeling myself. Um, but of course, later on down the road, uh, with research, with uh, my circle of guys and coaches who I can ask those questions to, they, they let me know. I was like, yeah, man, you're on the right track, but you got you to gotta dial some in, in some points. Um, but like you said, going back to that, that tenacious attitude, uh, from that point on getting told, like you could be considered pre-diabetic, you know, from that point on to today, it's default aggressive, like everything I'm doing, I'm waking up early, trying to like, right now I'm going through a pretty tough, uh, knee injury, actually, yeah. uh, I tore my, tore my patellar tendon. So I can't really do a whole lot. Jeez. Um, yeah, dude, it's been rough. Holy it's crap. Rough. How'd you it's do that? Rough. Well, uh, with quarantine, with quarantine happening, the, my gym closed that I was working at and working out at for a little while. And, you know, I went, I was doing at home workouts with dumbbells, stuff like that for, for a little while. And, um, but then I started doing some more sprint work, mm -hmm. some like hill sprints and just sprints at the track. And I haven't done that in a while. So I did it on back. Um, uh, uh, I did sprints one day took a rest day and then did them again uh, a day, day or two days later. And I just think it was a little too much, too fast. And uh, I just, it was a partial tear in my patellar tendon. So it's been, it's been an awful recovery. Yeah. Honestly, I went back a little too soon as well. So that, that hindered it back. But, but going back to my, my main point is I'm still getting up before work at, at about five o'clock going for a, 30 minute walk every morning just to get some type of like car just get my heart beating a little and then you know coming back stretching doing what I can even though I can't work out the way I want to you know that's that's what life is that's what my mindset has been ever since uh that doctor told me that you know aggressive you know attack it every day whatever you can do you know hit it at a hundred percent whatever you can do just don't just don't sit around and feel sorry for yourself. Right. So yeah. that's where that 
Yeah, man. I mean, I th- what you just said too, I mean, uh, that don't feel sorry for yourself. That's, um, that's something that's a plague, honestly, that I feel like that affects everybody. Um, at one point, you know, there, there's highs and lows and there's this and that. And I mean, I've been through it all, dude. I mean, from, from family to relationships, to my exercise regimen, to, you know, disappointment with, uh, with my football career. I mean, all of that, uh, it's all about the next day. It's all about what you can put in that day and reflect on and move into your next day with. Um, I am such a huge proponent on that because nobody's perfect. No one's going to have amazing days 110% of the time. And it's going to be rainbows and butterflies and beautiful skies. And there's going to be rainy days, man. There's going to be stormy days. Um, but the one thing that you can control and, um, I've been listening lately a lot. I've been listening to Pastor Stephen Furtick, who uh, actually is the head pastor at Elevation Church here in Charlotte, oh. North Carolina. Oh yeah. Um, he talked about he was like the one thing that you can that you can have in this world, and the one thing that you can can take control of each day is your focus. Mm-hmm. The one thing that you can control. Yeah. And he was like, you can't control if someone's going to say something bad to you, right? Yeah. Get off this. Yeah, and get Just off the phone. That. Yeah, and get off the phone. It's it. Yeah. You gotta. You got to attack the day and focus on what you can control. Um, and that, that really is so important for people to understand because it's that, it's that focus, it's that tenacious drive, and it's also the adaptability to what you can control that day and how you can hinder it or how you can improve it, right? Um, too many people focus on, oh, well, you know, that person hasn't texted me back or, oh, that, that job sent me a resignation or sent me a um, – sent me a uh, like a denial letter or yeah, yeah. you know whatever it may be man but at the end of the day it's like what can you focus on yeah. what can you appropriate control, to say, you know, control what's controllable right right so let's talk about that let's talk about in your wheelhouse and what you've been able to do um obviously covid hasn't helped with this whole yeah. job search process right yeah. uh, you know me you everybody's in this bubble and everybody's in this whole crazy world and it's been tough especially with may graduates what did you do to sustain that focus? And then what did you do now that you, you kind of landed that? What do you look to do now in order to improve upon yourself and kind yeah, of so, be, do the best job you can? Yeah. So I'm glad you brought up that point about like COVID and everything happening um, because this is a really, really easy time to feel sorry for yourself. And it's not easy. Um, it's not easy not letting that happen. Um, because I think I don't remember who it was that came on the podcast talking about the struggle of, you know, quarantine mm-hmm. kind of being like shut out from the world. Um, but yeah, it's, and it's still going to happen. We don't know how long this is the, the new normal is going to be going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but we just have to realize what we can control within it and, you know, attack it head on. Mm. Um, but yeah, I wanted to get that point across, but what was, what was the last question you just asked? Yeah, it was just, you know, during all of this, what, what is it, uh, how can you now that you've, you've gotten there and you've been able to accomplish what you've been looking for? What do you look to do now that you're in the position in order to, that you've been looking for? And like, it's not just a, yay, I did it. It's a, all right, what do I need to do now in order to strategize, plan and attack the going forward from it? Yep. So I love that question because uh, I want to kind of jump back to the job search real sure. quick um, because, you know, I, my goal I set for myself in uh, November of 2019, I was like, you know, I'm, I want to, I want to have a job set up for me 
before I graduate. I, I wanted to have an offer on the table, accept the job position before I even graduated in May. And I got that. I got that in early March. And if we know what's going on right now, early March was when all this like went right. down. I got a, got a verbal offer over the phone in early March. And two days later, before I could even accept it, they said they had to put their HR on freeze. So they had to, they had to freeze all hiring, all, all uh, human resources operations. And, you know, from that point on, I had no control over that. So I was yeah. about to hit my goal, about to get a job before I graduate, but um, it didn't happen. Never heard back from them, but clearly uh, things worked out for the better. <clears throat> but going into that, still graduated in May, didn't have a job set up. And, you know, me and my wife were moving to the Columbia, South Carolina area. And whenever we moved here, I was, I told her, you know, I was like, well, definitely not going to be easy. I mean, people are getting laid off. People are getting furloughed. Uh, there's certainly not going to be a whole lot of job openings. But I told her, you know what, I'm going to find it. Like, I'm going to find the job I want that's going to pay me for what I'm worth. And the only way to do that is to treat the job search like a job. Mm. So that's what I did. I, I, I treated it, treated it exactly like a nine to five. I was waking up about six or seven o'clock in the morning, doing my workout, whatever that may be, have breakfast. And I was on my laptop at nine o'clock with a lunch, lunch in the middle of my day and getting back on the computer, sending resumes, sending emails from nine to five. And I think I did that for about three maybe four months wow. uh, before, before I got some, and I, it, it sucked. Right. Yeah. Cause, cause graduating in May, like you were like, well, I was, I was supposed to be in a job right now. I was supposed to be making money. I was supposed to be excited training, you know, learning the next step in my process. But every day I was waking up to get on this stupid thing, yeah. just to like shoot out hundreds of resumes just to get back. Uh, like, like you said, declines or unfortunately right you can't move on. like whatever that bull crap is i don't want to hear it um but yeah i but in the situation i control what i can control and i treated it like it was my full-time job because that's what i always heard you know finding a job is a full-time job so i treated it like that yeah uh, i sat here every day and it worked out for the better mm. um but now like you mentioned now that i have that job it just doesn't stop there you know, like they're not going to hand you a check for just coming into work, clocking in and sitting there. Um, mm. I want to be a top producer. I want to be a top performer in the company. I want to be the company's growing at a rapid pace. Well, what's, what's stopping us from what's stopping me from joining a growing company and making it go even faster, breaking the past month's record, whatever that may be. Um, there's never been a position I've been in before where I said, yeah, let me just cruise along here. Right. I, that's, that's, that's not my style. That's, you can ask any of my friends, any of my coworkers, like I'm not just going to come in and do the minimum job. I want to always be learning. I want to figure out what I'm doing wrong. So I don't make that mistake next time. And I want to like, give me the numbers. Mm -hmm. I want to see, I want to see what I need to do to be that top producer, be that top performer. Cause I'm a numbers guy. I I'm an analytical guy. Whatever, whether it be fantasy football or <laughs> my job or yeah. working out percentages, max percentages, give me the numbers because they're not lying. And 
that's been one of the biggest career life life tips I've had. Um, start, shout out to Josh Birchfield at the Sports Center Fitness Club. Uh, that was my first sales job as a sales consultant. First day, he laid out a, a bunch of numbers in my face. And he said, like, sales per, salesperson, you're going to call people. Like, that's what you're going to be doing. You're going to be on the phone. You're going to be trying to sell to people face to face or over the phone. And he said, you contact this person this many times, this is the percentage that you're going to sell. But if you contact this person one or two times and then forget about them, you only have like a five or a, or six percent chance of selling. But you need to at least touch that person 10 or 12 times over the phone or face to face if you even want a 33% chance of selling. Mm. So, so from that point on, I made it a, I, we, we set up a, a, a strategy. We set up a, um, or they already had like a sales pipeline. And from that point on, I made sure every day I come in, I made sure to make those calls. Mm. And you can, you can ask any salesperson, if you make sure to make your calls and you're creating that relationship with your leads, you know, it's going to, it's going to end up turning in your favor. You just have to be default aggressive. Like you said, you just have to like stay the course, stay tenacious in everything you're doing. And man, it's going to, it's going to turn out for the better. Um, That's that's absolutely where, um, you know, controlling what I can control from, uh, from college to the job search to where I am going now, you know, just staying aggressive, staying Mm. aggressive with everything we do for, for our goals. So, It's exciting just talking about it. Yeah, man. I mean, it's it's exciting to hear because it's it's something that you don't hear a lot from a lot of people. I mean, complacency is something that plagues everybody right now, especially especially right now. It's very easy to feel sorry for yourself. It's very easy to sit here and be complacent and wonder, oh wait, what? Why does the world hate me? Why am I this? Why am I like asking why and sitting there and just so sitting in sorrow and guilt and doubt and. Like you, like we said earlier, the only thing that you can control is your focus, and yeah. that takes controlling your focus. If controlling your focus takes effort, then you're doing it wrong, man, because you're not doing what you love. And that's been my thing. It's uh, everybody's always, you know, I was actually talking with a buddy of mine, Antonio Dawkins, who I've, I mean, I've been friends with him for forever, and he was like, you know, the one thing that we can control is our focus and all that, but he kept going and he was like, listen, he was like, I even have people coming up to me and same with me. They're like, Brett, you know, you just do all these things. Like what, why? Yes. But yep. my thing is like, why not, man? Like, like the reason that you asked that question is one of the exact reasons why I do what I do. It's because I don't want to be your average dude walking across the street. I want yep. to be somebody that if you see that, you know, they're passionate, they're real, they're loving, they'll help you. And also too, they'll help. Like that, 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 that last part is that they'll help. That's yep. so crucial, man. I mean, just like we talked about earlier, it's just like that help and that extension of that hand to be able to bring somebody in and help them and bring them underneath your wing or vice versa. I have plenty of mentors that I know nothing compared to what they know. I mean, yeah. nothing. I mean, I haven't been through anything that they've been through, but mm. at the end of the day, they still extend their hand to help me. And that teaches me a value just in the ability to help. Right. So let me ask you about that mentors, right? Um, I've talked a little bit about it on the podcast, but I really want to stress it more. And I want to give, I know obviously you have mentors. It's 
what has that been like for you to talk to people that have been through it or to talk to people that have understood this notion that you're trying to accomplish, right? Yeah. So honestly, I, the, the cool answer, like I, I really want to give is, you know, I honestly feel like every single person I come in contact with, I try and make a mentor for right. myself because there is something every single person you're going to come in contact with that they know that you don't. Mm. So I'm, I'm a question asker. And, yes. uh, you know, at, at my last job I had, I mean, I was, I was still asking questions to the last day I was there just because I want to know things. I want to, I want to be able to have that answer in my, in my thought process so I can, I can do that right then and there instead of having to ask. Mm. Um, but that's, that's the reason why there are mentors. That's why that's a thing is mm. because nobody knows everything. Right. Even the best mentor in the world has had a mentor. Right. I mean, so, so whether it may be exercise, like talking to my coaches, talking to past strength and conditioning coaches, football coaches, they're always going to know, they're always going to know things that I might have not touched on whenever I was in school or, um, or like with CrossFit, Olympic lifting, gymnastic movements. Like I've never, I've never done a, a bar muscle up in my life uh, before. I just asked my CrossFit coach one day, I was like, Hey, teach me how to do this. I've been trying by myself for a month and a half. Didn't happen. And then I, I literally sat there for like, 20, 30 minutes with my CrossFit coach showed me, showed me how to kip, showed me how to uh, activate my lats. And I was up, I was up over the bar just like that. And now I can string, string along like four or five. Mm. Um, so I think one of the biggest, one of, one of my biggest tips to, if you, if you feel like you don't have mentors in your life, you might not be asking enough questions. Mm. You'd be, you might be a little too quiet um, or you don't have that drive of wanting to learn, um, because people want to teach, right? Like it, it's, it's in our genes to, you know, like you said, extend out a hand to, to show people what we know. Mm. Uh, cause at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we like, it, it sounds bad to say, but we are selfish creatures. Mm. Like, like you said, we all have individual individualistic traits. Um, but that also means if you ask a question to them, they're going to want to tell you about what they're going to want to tell you what they know. Right. And that's, that's where I get the, get the notion of, you know, you can never ask too many questions and everybody that you're going to come in contact with can be a mentor. Mm. And that's why I feel like I've excelled in school. I've always been at the, at the front of the classroom, always raising my hand um, or whether it may be in a career, always asking my supervisor, always asking my coworkers, coworkers questions, um, how they do things, how they've gotten better, how they train them, how they train themselves or, uh, in my personal relationships, uh, my wife knows a lot more about, uh, the human body and health than I do. I mean, I love exercise and I love, you know, getting huge, getting strong. Mm -hmm. Um, but my wife is literally in a degree in a health degree in graduate school. So she's, she's in that information all day. I can, I'm, I go to bed with her every night. I can ask her those questions too. Right. But, you know, there are many boyfriends, many husbands that don't even like to have conversations with their significant other. Um, so I think going, I think there could be a, a serious problem of, 
Uh, if you feel like you don't have mentors or you feel like nobody wants to teach you, then you might need to check your ego and uh, realize that you might, you might be the one not wanting to learn or might not be asking enough questions. Right. So. Well, knowledge is power. I mean, that is, that is one of the truest statements I've ever had that told me, man, it, it's, you know, for, for me, it's, I've done individual sports. I've done team sports. I've done it all. I mean, I've, I've, oh shit, I've, I've done a lot <laughs> and it's been for me, man. It's like, at the end of the day, the more I know and the more I can teach to other people is where I'm the most comfortable and where I'm the most happy because yeah. I see the benefit of what I am doing, right? Mm-hmm. Have a buddy. He's not really big into working out. He played soccer growing up. I mean, he's just never really lifted, never really understood that. I have been walking in through a program, been working out with him, really teaching him a lot. And he is so grateful of it. And he sits back and says, thank you so much, Brett. Like I, if, if I didn't have anybody here, I, I don't know what I would be doing. I mean, even his girlfriend's like super happy with me because she's like, hey, man, he's looking great. Like to keep it up. <laughs> like, I mean, and it's, it's that mentality for me where it's just the payoff. The payoff isn't what I can gain. The payoff is the gratification of knowing that I help somebody in the end. Yeah. And that's what this is, man. That's what this whole STS thing is it's not what i can benefit from it man i wouldn't have done 50 episodes with with little to no return at the beginning right for just to be just be yeah just be doing it for myself are you kidding me no man the conversations that we've been able to have with this have been just the culmination of what our community has provided us right because i I wouldn't have been able to talk to you if I have if I didn't have STS. I've never been able to talk to a lot of people and learn a lot, man. So it's been it's been amazing and it's always linked me back to that knowledge is power. You know, whatever whatever you want to be passionate in, be knowledgeable. Not be knowledgeable about it, you know, and really really push that envelope of knowledge and push yourself to learn. Um, Jackson, I wanted to ask you about this and what this means to you research. You know, obviously during your whole six year journey that you had to do a bunch of research, uh, you were working out even before you were in the CrossFit gym, you're working out by yourself with just some kettlebells, learning how to run, blah, blah, blah. But what was it that made you research and what did research teach you about the fundamentals of how to exercise or, or anything in life? Yeah, I think that, I think that kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, not settling, always wanting to be better. You know, you want to be better than you were yesterday. That's been my my personal motto since high school. You know, waking up better than you were yesterday. Um, but yeah, I I loved where my exercise journey was beginning. You know, I I was figuring out things I really enjoyed, whether it was cross country running, uh, jumping rope, all these different things, kettlebell workouts. But I wanted to, I wanted more. Like I wanted to, how, how could I maximize those workouts to where I could really see a progression, um, uh, take it to new, like take it to new levels. Um, like, um, for example, uh, this was, this was by myself before I even started CrossFit. So this was sophomore year of college. Um, I was just, you know, had the typical college gym membership, but still loving to work out, trying all these different functional movements still with typical, traditional strength training as well. Um, I just saw something pop up on Instagram of this guy doing handstand pushups. I was like, Oh, I can do handstand pushups. Like I can, I can do lateral raises with 25 pounds. There's no, there's no problem. I can just push myself up against the wall. Um, but no, I was wrong and I couldn't even, couldn't even balance myself up against the wall. Right. Um, so what I, and then, uh, so, 
And then I started seeing people handstand walk. I was like, well, that's going to be my goal. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to learn how to, or I'm going to teach myself how to handstand walk. So of course I figured I just went to Google, went to the re- the master research page and, you know, tried to figure out how to, uh, grow my balance, how to grow my shoulder strength for, or with body weight. And, uh, just really, I dedicated about 15 to 20 minutes every single day, um, to, to my goal, which was to learn how to handstand walk. And that also consisted of researching it almost, almost every single day for the same amount of time. Um, so you're looking at like 40 minutes total of dedicating, uh, to my goal of handstand walking out right. of my 24 hours I get. Um, but it was worth it to me. Uh, so I was looking up how to, uh, how to handstand push up strict, you know, without your, your legs getting, or you're pushing your legs up to the roof to help you with momentum. And then I was learning how to kip, like to be able to do more reps, get a little bit more volume. Mm-hmm. And so I was really, I really got strong with that. And uh, when I, whenever I got confident in my shoulder strength, uh, holding up my body weight with that, I was like, all right, time to learn how to handstand, handstand walk. Uh, but I couldn't even hold a hand free. I couldn't even do a freestanding uh, handstand. Hmm. Um, so I Googled that and this is on my Instagram page. I don't know when I posted it, um, but it was about a year ago of my, my uh, transformation. The first day I literally was trying to throw my legs over my body and I would, I would just fall over to the other side. Um, and then, you know, three weeks down the road, I was, you know, holding it for about 12, 13 seconds. And, you know, another month passed, I could actually hold a handstand for about 20 to 25 seconds. And then lo and behold, uh, my, I think four months, four or five months later, I was actually handstand walking for about 15, 10 or 15 feet. And so all that was, was YouTube videos, uh, making sure you dedicate time to it every day and uh, not giving up. Don't feel sorry for yourself or don't feel like it's not doable because you can easily look up on YouTube. Uh, plenty of people can handstand walk. So right. you absolutely can. Um, that's another thing is just because you see all these people on Instagram, Facebook, just because they're doing it, and they look better than you doesn't mean you can't do it with a little bit of hard work. Uh, because, uh, I, I think one of my really recent posts on Instagram, I was doing, uh, just this past month or so I, was, I did a 75 foot handstand walk. And from a year ago where I couldn't even hold a handstand to now walking 75 feet on my hands, like, right. If I can do it, I absolutely know anybody else can do it. Right. Just like, with YouTube and Google and dedicating a solid 20 to 30 minutes a day towards your goal. And that can be anything that doesn't have to be handstand holes. That doesn't have to be exercise. Um, but whatever your goal is, you got to dedicate time to it. Like you can't just say, you can't just write up on a board, you know, this is where I want to be in this certain, this certain timeline. Like you're going to have to work towards it every single day uh, of your, of your waking life. Because right. if you don't, it's just, you're just going to keep falling, falling behind. Right. Um, so yeah, that was, that's an exciting story of, you know, dedicating time, dedicating research and you know, your, your goals will come to fruition if you actually put the push the start button and you 
you stay on it. Yeah, you had bit strong and just keep pushing forward, man. I love it. Jackson, it. man, we're we're getting towards the end of the episode today, man. I, I can't thank you enough for coming on. It's been awesome talking to you. I love your mindset. I love your ambition. I love the way you think about things. Your story's amazing. You have so many assets to you, and I know you're going to be an incredible part of this world, and you're going to make change, man. Um, Jackson, as we leave off, you know, for STS and for our community, if there's one thing that you had to get off your chest and there's one thing that you had to say to everybody, especially it could be about the times, it could be about life in general, whatever it ends up being, man. Um, what would you have to say to our community just for, for them to know? Um, you know, keep your foot on the pedal. I mean, like we, like a big, I think that's one of the biggest things I can really say uh, to in this podcast is, you know, don't feel sorry for yourself right now. Like it sucks. Like the, everybody is in the same situation right now. Uh, you're not alone. You know, this situation is not fun. Like, it's not fun for anybody. Um, but the best thing we can do is, you know, like Josh Bridges, uh, Navy SEAL. I don't know if you've heard of him, but you got to pay the man. Every day he's going to come knocking and you better have, you better have rent. Every single day of your life, you need to default aggressive, be ready uh, to pay him because if you don't like you're just going to keep feeling sorry for yourself you're going to keep falling on your butt um so yeah you you better be ready every day you wake up to to pay the man for whatever goals you have set set ahead for yourself that's awesome man jo man jackson thank you so much for coming on today's episode man i, I can't appreciate you enough um real quick if you want people to kind of follow reach out to you and just know a little bit more about you if they want to reach out about your story or just have any questions for you where can they reach you at yeah absolutely i would love for anybody to reach out to me on instagram um my instagram handle is just my first and last name so it's uh jackson ski s-k-e-y um i would love for anybody to like follow me on there shoot me a message anytime you'd like I'd love to answer any questions about, you know, life, college, post-grad life, career, exercise, CrossFit, weight loss, like give it all, give it all to me. Cause I'm ready to, I'm ready to respond and help you out on your journey. So. Love it, man. Thank you so much again, dude. Um, and guys, as we wrap up each episode, I say our mission statement and our mission statement is as follows. This group is designed to be a constant open communication between members to deal with issues that arise in everyday life, whether they be fitness goals, personal goals, or life struggles. This podcast and community is designed to uplift all those involved. Dolcius X Asparis. Thank you guys so much.